Welcome to Stock Gamblers from Hershey, Pennsylvania. I'm George Howell. And from Wallingford, Pennsylvania, I am Chris Carbonara. Carbo, what's well, going on, man? How's everything going? Everything's going great, except uh, I believe I've lost about $2,000 in like the last two weeks on my, on my one portfolio. It's um, It's been a steady slide down every day, less and less. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm bleeding money uh, everywhere, and um, that's the way it goes. <laughs> well, the weird part was is is there was a while back last year where it was tanking almost all year. This year started, and the majority of the time I was like, okay, all right, we're rebounding. This is it. This is it. The bull market's coming. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this year it was like, it. okay, uh, we're up twelve percent. It's finally finally coming Woo. around. And then, of course, you know what happened next. Now, it, now it's who, mm-hmm. who, Woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, about you? Well. What's going on in your world? Uh, not too much. Uh, just going to work every day and uh, playing the market and losing. Uh, went to went to a racetrack last week. That was uh, that was an interesting experience. Um, I uh, I walked away winning eighty cents on the ponies and uh, nice ten dollars on the slot machines. Yeah, Penn National. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Weird. uh, Weird being a weird being a former insider. And now you're just a customer, just a regular (laughs) schnook. Yeah. Like like Henry Hill, just a regular schnook. So you know it's really funny because you and I we if people don't know we we worked in casinos for a long time we were both in in racing and it's really funny being in that environment and and trying to take data and pick winners and how similar that type of gambling is to this type of gambling that's a that's a good observation especially when you think about people that we've worked side by side with who knew basically i mean not that we knew a lot about horse racing but you had worked in horse racing prior and then we have a new guy come in. Uh, I won't mention his name, but it rhymes with um, Luz. And he just comes in <laughs> and starts randomly betting, betting here, betting there. And he's hitting like crazy. Right. I remember he was hitting trifectas left and right. <laughs> wow, that's nuts. And he would always say, he would always say, high risk, high reward. And he would run out onto the concourse <laughs> and grab a smoke. During the post parade, he would run out there and have a smoke and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But yeah, like... Uh... There was uh there was the one the one um guy who who played every day made his living off of horse racing and he mm-hmm. he was adamant about like yeah you know you can I you can pick a winner it's pretty easy to pick a winner every race you know there in in most races the uh the the one with the best odds is probably going to win but you're not going to get any re- show right you're not going to get any return on that you're going to put all that risk no. in there to make like what you know 20% maybe at most mm-hmm. when you can lose it all and and it's so similar to to stocks in the same way where part of the game is knowing which one's not to play yeah exactly cuz every time you're putting money in there's inherent risk and mm-hmm. sometimes it's just not worth the reward thing that I always found amazing about horse racing in particular, I mean, it goes with any kind of uh, sports gambling, is how, how fluid the odds are. 
you know, like right. starting to bet on their horse. You're like, oh, man, I got this long shot. He's he's like 60 to one. And by the time, you know, post parade, by the time they're off, it's like, oh, he's two to one. OK. All right. Just like everybody the, jumped on that one. Just, like, just like the stock market. Yeah. You put right. all that exactly. you put all that time into research. And then by the time you hit the button to buy, everything changes and you're buying higher right. or lower and it screws up all your mm -hmm. uh, all your metrics. Then you got to take it out and shoot it, you know, so just like horse racing. You know? <laughs> right. The blue tarp. Take it behind the barn. It. <laughs> that is true. We got any news this week? Anything coming up news? -wise? We do. We do. We will recap the rising popularity and effectiveness of new weight loss drugs, Ozempic and Wegovy. I man, these Wagovi? drug names. I can't pronounce a single one of them. <laughs> They come up with it just to screw with you, you know, like, yeah. oh, this will do good in a search. Uh, weavery could lead to <laughs> significant financial challenges for the U.S. healthcare system developed by Novo Nordisk, pick a mind, and Eli Lilly. These medicines promise substantial weight loss and decreased risk of heart attacks, resulting in surging demand. However, the high cost of the drugs, coupled with the vast number of potential beneficiaries, Given the rise in obesity rates, could strain insurers, increase taxpayer burdens, and inflate premiums for employer employers and workers. Uh, I am not surprised. When you you don't think of it, but yeah, it's it's right there. <laughs> I mean, they're all they're all so new, so it's not like insulin or EpiPen or any of the other ones that are just manipulated by the owners. These right. ones here have a high, high research that they need to recover. Um, so yeah, I, I see how it would be, uh, um, really expensive right now. And, and based off of the demand, because it, it's just that much harder to, keep your body in, in a decent uh, weight range now. I mean, with all the food out there and everything else. Yeah. I see how this could be expensive and everyone will want it and put a burden on, on the uh, insurance and, and Medicare medical system. But I'm curious as to why it would put a strain on that. Is it going to only be prescription? Is it over the counter? I mean, it's, I know Ozempic is prescription, but is that something that eventually is going to move to over the counter? I wouldn't think so. I would, I would at least hope that something like this will stay uh, prescription. But at the same time, you could always just go to your doctor. Hey, I want Ozempic. Okay, there you go. And give it. Yeah, to pretty you. much. I so. mean, it. It's like, it's like trying to find a, a medical marijuana card. You know, I have anxiety. Right. <laughs> like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, here's a script or like, you know, mm -hmm. Ritalin or, or uh, Adderall. Right. I have ADD. Oh, here you go. Here's my signature. Yeah, I, I I don't think they're difficult to get. I mean, right now, most no. of it is out of pocket unless I think you're um, taking it for diabetes. So right. you're just paying a, a ton of money for it. Well, is Ozempic, is that an off-label use of it just for weight loss? Was it yes. originally for diabetes? I, I believe so. Because I know the name's been around for a while. I have heard the name. And when you yeah, when they you got the early... catchy. They get the catchy theme song. The oh 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 Ozempic. Oh, oh Ozempic. When, oh God. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why. See that a good jingle can take you far. 
Yeah, and and that is also why I'm uh, doing this show and not uh, not performing on any stage anywhere. Costanza, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, next. Well, moving on. Now I'm gonna pronounce this like um um. What's her name from Raising Arizona? My Binance. Binance, once the world's <laughs> dominant cryptocurrency exchange, is facing significant challenges as its market dominance decreases and it grapples with regulatory pressures. Several senior executives have departed, and the company has laid off numerous employees in response to anticipated business downturns. Additionally, Binance and its co-founder, Zhang Peng Zhao, are under investigation by the U.S. Justice Department, with potential outcomes ranging from Heavy fines to criminal charges. That should be fun to watch. I am shocked. Shocked. And dismayed. shocked. So but not dismayed. I, I was not <laughs> a little dismayed. Not okay. Not entirely dismayed. Um, I'm I'm surprised that uh, you know after after Binance like pulled out of buying FTX or, or doing a deal with FTX. That now they're under investigation for criminal charges too, because you would <laughs> you would think if if and allegedly <laughs> allegedly if, right. if they were allegedly all corrupt criminals screwing people out of their cryptocurrency that they would have gotten along really well together. So exactly, I, uh, right. The the fact they pulled out, I'm I'm thinking this guy's innocent. Which one? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> one of <laughs> The company, the company one of them. pulled out. <laughs> one Binance. of them was right. Binance my pulled bo- out, but my, my I mean, this me. just goes to to you and I talking about no one no one knows what this whole cryptocurrency thing is about. Uh-oh. You're it's, you're just gambling, like we are. It's not even a Ponzi. <laughs> like, it's not even Ponzi. It's it's beyond Ponzi. It's like there's nothing tangible. I mean, then <laughs> right. I mean, Ponzi is not tangible either. But you could at least talk about a product. You know, somewhere down the line, there is an actual herbal life container. You know what I mean? That's just sell. But <laughs> cryptocurrency, like, here you go. What do you got? You got nothing. Oh, man, the herbal life. <laughs> I haven't even heard of that in so long. <laughs> it's still around. I, I, I'm shocked, yeah. I, I can't believe I didn't get invited to that Ponzi scheme at any point. Oh, I did. Multiple times. Oh, multiple really? Multiple times. I, I actually bought the product. I never bought into selling it. Okay. But I bought it and used it, you know, for like um, smoothies and stuff like that. It was all right, but you know. Did you did you feel anything? No. No. Okay. It, was not, it tasted pretty good though. It was, you know, it filled you up. Yeah. It was it 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 served a purpose, but it was definitely not a weight loss product. Uh, more or less effective than kombucha. About the same. Okay, fair. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think kombucha works either, so I don't know. I, I, uh, I unclear, but um, there there's no Ponzi scheme tied to one yet that I'm aware of. I uh, it, it's ripe for one though, definitely. <laughs> I always love seeing the um, the hard kombucha. Uh, like yeah, if you go to like a Trader Joe's that sells alcohol, they have like hard kombucha there, and it's like I just don't understand. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't either. Uh, do you want to feel nauseous on two different levels? Okay, here you go. You know. I mean, I doesn't work. I don't mind kombucha. I've I've brewed it myself, but uh, I don't once. I I'm not 
I'm not drinking it going, wow, this is so good. This is amazing. I want to drink it all the time. Uh-huh. You know what would be really good? Uh-huh. If I could get drunk on this, that would be dope. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, I, but I think I think we say that on everything. <laughs> mac and if cheese. This mac and cheese is great. If I could this somehow. Right. If I could get effed up on it. <laughs> if I could get drunk on mac and cheese. Crack and cheese. All right. <laughs> there, we there we go. There we go. It's selling out of control. Stocks have gone nuts. Speaking of stocks, I think we're witnessing some declines, huh? Uh, the stock market is witnessing declines, along with rising concerns over increasing bond yields and a stronger dollar negatively impacting stocks. The yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury note hit a 16-year high, surpassing 4.5%, raising fears about the potential impact on the economy due to increased borrowing costs. Simultaneously, Moody's Investors Service warned that an imminent government shutdown could adversely affect the U.S. credit rating. Who does Moody's think they are? They're lowering, they're lowering all the uh, bank scores. They're lowering the the U.S. credit rating, and now they're talking about the stock market. <laughs> it's it's almost like they know something. I I want to talk to this Moody guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. What I don't understand. All right, again, self-proclaimed moron over here, over here in uh, good old Wallingford. So we're talking about a dollar being too strong. That's what I'm trying to understand. The stock market apparently stronger dollar negatively impacting stocks. I I just don't get that. I don't. I mean, I'm 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 going to agree that you're a moron. If you were if you were smart, you wouldn't be living in Wallingford. But no. I'm joking that wow. I do like your area. Uh, but, uh, I mean, how, how could the dollar not be strong? You know, COVID couldn't kill it. Like, right. business wants to run. But why is a strong dollar negatively impacting stocks? I don't know. I would, I would guess it. There are smarter people out there that could answer that for me. I would guess that it's because of the strength of the dollar that the, uh, that the rates need to keep being raised to, right. because they're, they're trying to cool off the market, but the market mm-hmm. doesn't want to cool down. So that that's so why. All this, so this slide that we're seeing over the last two weeks, is that manufactured? As a self-proclaimed <laughs> moron who... <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> who does not understand the intricacies and in, in capital... And uh, economics and anything smart with numbers. I would assume that um, the cooling off is part of everything catching up where uh, it's harder to borrow money. Uh And this entire country runs on borrowed money. Uh, The interest rates going up make it more expensive to borrow money. Um And because of that, I, I think that everyone is now starting to feel it. But mm-hmm. after okay. three years of government lockdowns, the country wants to go. We can't yes. not replace things anymore. We can't go without anymore. Everything that we've been putting off buying has caught up, and now we have to spend the money. And mm-hmm. business is not cooling down. 
and um, I don't know where that leaves us today with with stocks going down. I, I would assume that mm-hmm. part of that is based on borrowing power and and uh, and debt. Um, but I'm I'm not strong enough or I'm not smart enough to put the rest of it together. I and I agree with you on that. Okay, I agree too. I'm a moron. <laughs> well, you know, I did take economics at good old Penn State University, and I got a D in it. So then I had to take it at a community college and get an A in it. <laughs> so oh, good for I you. Did. I yeah. I wasn't smart enough to go to a uh, big boy school for a full degree, so uh, I didn't take economics as part of my degree. Oh, okay. I took it as an as a um, required class. It wasn't an elective, but uh, right over the head. You know, of course, it helped that I didn't show up. That would have probably, I probably would have learned that, a little that bit. That added your DM, sure. But 10 years uh, ago, I could have uh, fixed your computer. Now I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, okay. IT degree. Moving right along. <laughs> the Federal Trade Commission, otherwise known as the FTC, along with 17 states, has sued Amazon, accusing the online retailer of maintaining an illegal monopoly that results in artificially high prices, constrains sellers to its platforms, and damages its competitors. The lawsuit is a significant step in the Biden administrative's assertive antitrust enforcement strategy. That's a mouthful. Particularly under the leadership of Linda Kahn, FTC's chair, and a known critic of Amazon's business practices. In defense... Amazon argues that its practices have fostered competition and innovation in the retail sector, benefiting customers and businesses. Of course, they're going to say that. The one response I have to that um, would be. Yes. Duh. (laughs) I mean, like, (laughs) congratulations. Thanks for figuring it out in 2023. Good job. Man, the government moves quick. I mean, I've been hearing Amazon was a monopoly for, I don't know, at least the last 10 years. So, Like, maybe maybe if you guys hadn't been wasting all your time trolling Elon Musk's Twitter account, you could have done something about this. <laughs> you know, the, this is true. The big thing with all this is is they're focusing on retail from what I'm seeing on this, but that that's not even the the big monopoly that Amazon has the big monopoly Amazon has is Am- Amazon web service because mm-hmm. a ridiculous amount of the internet is run on Amazon servers like we are probably on them right now talking to each mm-hmm. other yep and i i don't at this point i don't even know how you break it up it's it's a lot bigger than the uh, big old uh, telephone company breakup of uh, my <laughs> right. youth but that I remember even yeah. that was considered such a huge deal. That was like, oh my God, first it's just <laughs> Bell Telephone, and now you right. have AT and T, and now you have Sprint, and now you have all these. So, but Amazon does have a stranglehold on on just about everything. They do, and it's really funny because I remember like 20 years ago, it was really cool to be like, yeah, screw Walmart, they control everything. I'm not buying from them now. It's like I'm shopping I'm at Walmart. From Amazon. <laughs> I'm buying Amazon, right? Exactly. I remember thinking that too. Like, hey, I'm not dealing, I'm not putting money in their pockets. I'm going to shop on Amazon. You know, but but now I'm someone's pocket. But now I'm shopping at Walmart again, so Amazon doesn't have the the monopoly. Exactly. It's cyclical. It's the circle of life. (laughs) Speaking of circles, 
The yes. U.S. federal government is on the brink of a shutdown as disagreements persist in the House of Representatives over spending bills. I'm glad that segue worked because it went into a blind. <laughs> Republicans are divided within their ranks with many seeking spending cuts while Democrats advocate for increased funding, notably for the Ukrainian war and disaster relief. If an agreement isn't reached by the end of Saturday, it will lead to the government's fourth shutdown in a decade, raising concerns among creditors about the U.S. government's fiscal stability and probably affecting the stock market again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Affecting everything, really. So here, here's something that, again, we're not going to we're not a political site, so we're not going to delve into left and right and up and down and all that fun stuff. But prior to maybe the last. 10, yeah, well, your your politician sucks. Yeah, they all do. <laughs> but prior to the last, say, maybe 10, 15 years, all right, these types of, um, not debates, but these types of things got pushed through kind of unanimously, usually. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it was like, all right, this is just something we have to do. This is something we do every time. Boom, we rubber stamp it, we send it through, the government's funded again. So... It's really funny that you mention that because I am I am significantly younger than you. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't remember any of this happening at all under Bush. I, no. I don't know did did stuff like this happen under Clinton no. or Reagan because I I no. was around for it no. but I didn't follow politics started, or business anywhere near as much. It started with Obama. That's the first time I noticed it. First time I ever heard of right, like, these I, ceilings and all that fun stuff. Because I, I lived in D.C. under Obama and um, listening to the radio there. I mean, they, they were shutting down the government every other week. Like right, anything they right. could do to to fake a shutdown, they were doing it. Um, yeah, th this is just like crazy to me. And, you know, part of me agrees with it because we're now like, what, 30, $32 trillion in, in debt? Like we, mm -hmm. we have to stop spending money, but, but this is all it's fake. political this theater. This is all right. Yeah, absolutely. Who I mean, get the soundbite. It, it's not as good political theater as, uh, you know, vaping while, while watching Beetlejuice and, uh, and getting <laughs> groped, but, uh, <laughs> who hasn't been groped in a theater uh, <laughs> while watching Beetlejuice and vaping, but, uh, but it is still political theater. Absolutely. Absolutely. And going to affect all the stock. I'm done. Speaking of stocks, Ford Motor has paused construction on a $3.5 billion battery plant in Michigan, which was using technology from the Chinese battery maker CATL. The decision brings uncertainty about labor relations, electric vehicle technology, and demand, with Ford emphasizing it's a construction pause, not a cancellation. Meanwhile, investors are observing the situation closely as this decision could impact perceptions of EV-related investments and the pace of EV adoption in North America. So they have paused it, but they're not I pause it. construction all the time when I can't afford to pay for it. Right. Oh, that usually, yeah. I don't okay. know. Well, are, there, are there other reasons you would pause? I'm <laughs> uh, being worried about not being able to pay for it in the future. Teamsters? No, nothing like that. You know, <laughs> hey, you wouldn't want anything bad to happen to that project, now, would you? 
You know, that that's a pretty astute observation for a self-proclaimed moron, because I had not put Thank that you. together, that maybe it has something to do with the strike. Um, even a broken even a broken clock is right twice a day. Because I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I was thinking when Ford announced that they were going to do this, I was like, damn, somebody's taking on the Tesla battery plant. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for them to now so quickly come back and say, eh, mm. we're going to, we're not canceling. We're just pausing. I, we don't uh, feel like doing it today. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that points to, but I'm definitely worried about the future of Ford. I, I think um, Brian Cranston talking about Ford being all in on America. Maybe, maybe they bit off a little more than they could chew with that, with that one. <laughs> that could so uh speaking of biting off more than you can chew target Here corp announced target. the closure of nine stores across four states due to concerns about organized retail theft jeopardizing the safety of its employees and customers the affected stores located in cities like new york seattle san francisco oakland and portland will close on October 21st with affected staff given the option to transfer to other target locations. This decision follows reports of increasing theft incidents with Target's chief executive noting a significant rise in violent thefts, uh, violent theft events uh, this um, year. That's going on right now in Philadelphia targets. I mean, really? they've been on the news. They've been on the news a few times in the last uh, couple of months. There's something going on with liability issues where they, the, a lot of the retailers are basically telling their employees, if you see somebody stealing something, let them go. Like, you know, almost like let them go out the store. Yeah, I know That's they've the been. the point where. Go ahead. I'd say employees are even getting fired for, you know, I mean, it's not the smartest thing in the world, but at the moment they're probably trying to think, hey, look, I'm saving my company money. And the company's like, no, nah, you're going to get us sued. You're fired. Not the. I don't know. It's just ass backwards. I know that's been going on uh, in California for a while. Um, I mean, this is a uh, a problem that has just been picking up, and uh, unfortunately, um, you know, I don't I don't see an end to it. Um, I do think it's funny that Target is offering employees uh, to transfer to other stores uh, where, you know, like New York, how many Targets are in, you know, New York City? I think I think that one in Brooklyn or the, or the Bronx, you know, like, so what, do you, what are you going to do, transfer to upstate New Go York? To Queens? <laughs> More yeah, like, yeah. Like so, okay. You shut down the store. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna move for fifteen dollars an hour. There goes my commute. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what choice these companies have other than to to fold because uh, I mean I first I don't think it has anything to do with safety concerns at all. Um, I think they're losing money and that's what they care about because if they if they were profitable losing thousands of dollars worth of crap every day, they would just continue to lose thousands of dollars of crap they every day. They would eat day. it, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't right. care about employee safety unless it has to do with lawsuits, which would eat away at people 
making profit. Mm-hmm. So again, it comes down to losing money on on stores. Right. So, um, yeah, I, the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Yeah, the uh, iShares 20-plus year treasury bond, otherwise known as the ticker TLT, the largest long-dated bond ETF, has seen a 48% decrease from its 2020 peak, reaching its lowest level since 2011 due to the Federal Reserve's ongoing higher interest rate policies. Concurrently, bets against this ETF have surged, reflecting market expectations of continued rate heights, inflation, a strong economy and the potential for additional rate increases have driven these expectations. Recent signals from the Federal Reserve emphasize a commitment to higher rates for an extended period. This stance comes as the U.S. economy remains robust, resulting in a significant rise in long-dated U.S. debt yields. For instance, the 30-year yield recently surged to levels not seen since April of 2011. Some analysts attribute this rise to various factors, including a U.S. credit rating downgrade by Fitch Ratings and a policy change by the Bank of Japan. In light of these market conditions, TLT has dropped roughly 10% this year, following declines in the preceding two years. Other long-duration funds have experienced similar downturns. Market experts like Jonathan Krinsky believe the bonds are on a declining trend and anticipate that at some point the long long rates will decrease due to prolonged impact of high interest rates on the economy. So, what we have here is another case of a robust economy. (laughs) We we presume. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. We presume causing a a, a decrease in the value of the the 20-year bond, 20-year treasury bond. What's I, I'm confused by the concurrently bets against the ETF has surged. What do you mean by bets against the ETF? It just means people not buying it. What is maybe, it bet against? Uh, maybe shorting it. I okay. don't know if you can okay. short uh, uh, a um, ETF? ETF or yeah. not, but um, that would be my presumption. Oh well, uh, yeah. Again, everything everything's going to hell. Yep, just smile and nod. And enjoy the ride. Wish, wish I had good, good news for you, but you're going to lose money. <laughs> well, what you know I? what? If you expect it. Hey, you know what? If you make money, that's a plus. If you lose money, expect to lose money. <laughs> that's my school of thought on that. Wouldn't oh, actually, you know what? We talked earlier. I have the, the secret to buying and selling stocks. And we talked about this earlier. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, so are you going to are you going to be starting like your own um, seminar type of thing for no. this or no. really? You're, it's right now. You're, for wait, everybody. hold on. Wait, wait. So I understand you have valuable information here on yes on how to be successful with the stock market, and you are going to yes. just give it away here for free because I'm that kind of a guy. You're yes. not even going to put right. it behind the the Patreon paywall. You're just going to give no. this advice away for free. My gift to everybody out there. Okay, right? so Chris Carbonara's money-making strategy, guaranteed money-making strategy, given here for Ready? free right now. Buy a stock when it's low, right? Okay. Sell it when it's high. Huh? Hold on, let me huh? let me write this down. So. Okay. You're saying the stocks. Buy low. 
Not to be confused with so, the store, buy low. Okay? High. That's a separate thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, the underwear gnomes. I don't want to I don't want to buy high and sell low. I mean, you could. You know, I do that regularly. But uh, you're not going to make money that way. But I, I should buy low and sell high. You should, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I haven't tried it. I haven't actually proven it yet. So it's still in the theoretical part of it. But I really think it's I'm on to something. Okay, I will I will put that right next to uh, steel underpants and and make money. <laughs> and also next to uh, cut twice and measure once, right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's move on to roll them dice. <laughs> All right, roll them dice. Uh, first company, Pepsi, PepsiCo Inc. Uh, no. Earlier, I would have said I've, yeah, but now I'm saying no. I have lost money on Pepsi before also, so uh, no. Uh, okay. Alphabet Inc., uh, not the soup manufacturer, uh, parent company of Google. I, I would say yeah. I would I would definitely look at it because um, it's been one of the MF picks off and on for like the last five years. So uh, I would look at them. I have lost a good bit of money on Google, but... Uh, well, sorry, on Alphabet. I bought it as Google, but uh, I've lost a good bit of money on them. Uh, I would say um, today, with the anticipation of what Bard, their AI, is going to do for them, buy. Adobe okay. Inc. Um, I'm going to say buy, um, just off the top of my head because of their, their track record of products. They've, they've got a pretty good racket going for them. Uh, them figuring out how to no longer sell their software and make people pay for a subscription to continue to use it has been working out pretty well for them. Uh, again, with uh, the uh, incorporation of AI, I think they're onto something. Bye. Mm -hmm. Toyota uh, Motor Corporation. Uh, Toyota used to be my favorite car. Um, I'm going to say no. I'm not going to buy. Really? Yes. And what is the reason for that? Ah, just a hunch. Just a hunch. <laughs> Something's going on with Toyota. I um I'm wondering if they're at their peak. They're not what they once were. I could def definitely know that. Um there was it's a point where Anything you bought from them would last for 20 years. And last time I, I had a, it wasn't that great. It wasn't as good as they used to be. All right. Uh, Royal Dutch Shell. Ah, bye. <laughs> um, I do own... Fossil fuel companies, so I'm not mm -hmm. opposed to them, but uh, I I just think that between everything going on with uh, Russia, China, Saudi Arabia, India, North Korea, all wanting to break off into their own uh, currency, mm -hmm. uh, petroleum's going to take a hit. I say no. 
Okay. All right. Uh, time for a new segment. I'm excited about this segment. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, that it really sucks and we don't do it again. We'll see. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> uh, not, not a very funny one. Uh, this segment's called Money Where Your Mouth Is. For this one here, I want to ask you, and then I'll follow. Oh, boy. What is a stock that you are actually going to buy this upcoming uh, period? All right. The stock, and you're kind of giving me a little bit of a hint on what my picks are, but I am actually going to buy a company called Canadian Natural Resources Limited. It's a Canadian fossil fuel company, and we were just talking, we were just talking about how not to do a fossil fuel company. But I've had success in the past with some Canadian um, energy companies, so what the hell? All right. Uh, we won't spoil the rest of your uh, your pick. So uh, for me, funny, uh, I am also going north. Uh, I am going to buy uh, TELUS. TELUS is a mobile phone carrier in Canada. Uh, mm. Canada okay. has some of the highest priced uh, phone plans in the world. Um, and TELUS has taken it in the pants a little bit lately. So their, their stock is, uh, I believe down to about $16 a, uh, a share. So I am going to buy, um, TELUS this upcoming, uh, pick. Awesome. All right. So, uh, when to remind everyone out there, we mentioned briefly that we do have a Patreon and, uh, Patrons of our show do get access to our virtual stock market exchange and our bonus content. Uh, also, if you want to do us a big favor, tell a friend about the show. Um, write us in your uh, your podcast clients like uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify, but uh, do do tell a friend. Moving on to expert picks, Carbo. What does uh, the Motley yes. Cruel have to say? Our buddies Motley at Cruel. Motley Cruel.com. Uh, two of their picks are. <laughs> I have to laugh because it's always like, we're picking this stuff because it dropped by 85%. But anyway, growth <laughs> stocks are displaying stronger performances in 2023 <laughs> after facing. This one's such a stinker, we can't afford not to buy it. <laughs> no, it's such a steal. Yeah. Some of these stocks are still trading at considerably lower valuations, offering opportunities for substantial returns, especially for risk-tolerant investors. One of these stocks, Roblox, a prominent player in the metaverse, which actually it, they, they do video games. That's another way of putting it, is highlighted as a promising option due to its versatility and the expansion of its platform beyond gaming becoming a more comprehensive media hub, and it's seen a lucrative buy following an 81% drop from its high, coupled with promising business performances. And then their second pick is the the ever-famous Roku, once a market favorite during the early pandemic due to skyrocketing sales, experienced a decline as its growth slowed and profits dwindled. Despite facing challenges from inflation and the competitive landscape of the streaming wars, Roku's distinct streaming model places it in a favorable position for potential resurgence. Potential resurgence. The company has two primary segments, devices and platforms. While the device segment, which includes various streaming gadgets and internet-connected devices, constitutes roughly 20% of the total revenue. Its significance lies in introducing users to the Roku ecosystem, 
Crucially, Roku's operating system is the leading one in the U.S. and is steadily gaining popularity on a global scale. I could see Roku. I, I could definitely see that one. I, I definitely I like Roku. Yeah, um, I man, I've been a Roku user since like I don't know 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, 2010. Really? I think yeah. Um, every uh, every streaming device in my house and my and my beach house are are all Roku. Love the platform. I, I think they're the best mm-hmm. at it. Even though I really want to like uh, Apple TV, I just don't like mm-hmm. it as much. Uh, man, looking back at their stock, it looks like they peaked in uh, February of 2021 and again in uh, <laughs> July 2021, both at over $400 a share. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, wow, 473 470 Yeah, so they, they peaked... At about 470, up until then it was you know like 100 bucks or so, and then on the back end, sub 100 bucks. It's down to 67, 68 dollars. Ah, uh, I would, I would be all for it, but I don't, I don't know if it's going to come up higher than that. I, and I maybe I'm wrong, but I, I do think that they're adverti- that they're doing advertising in a very smart way. Um. Mm-hmm. It might be a good pick. I, I'll give it to the Motley Fool on that one. That that okay. is one where uh, that one actually does have potential, especially when you look at how how much value they had before. So, uh, right. yeah, okay, uh, I'll, I'll give it to them. <laughs> I'm, I'm how interested. At Bar- how about our friends at Barron's? Well, before that, I, I do want to say uh, Roblox. Uh, I. I've never played it. I have no idea what that game looks like at all. In my head, I always think it looks like Minecraft, which I know it does not. It is completely different. It's, ex- it's exactly what I think, too. Yeah, I think of like the big pixels, blocky. I think blocks in the name is what does it. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I went to uh, college last semester, and... I almost laughed when a kid walked up to someone and said, Hey, are you playing Roblox? And you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's like a, you know, 20 year old <laughs> and, and it's like, mm-hmm. wow, I, I guess it's like really a big thing. You know, like I, I guess it's like people our age playing Pokemon, you know, like it, it it's just critical mass. <laughs> I was going to say, who told you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, Man, those are those are two Motley Fool picks that uh, might have a little bit of credibility. Okay. All right, moving on to Barron's. Barron's, for this uh, past period, picked Truist Financial. And uh, Truist Financial has faced challenges in 2023 with its stock dropping 43% from its peak in early February due to a banking mini-crisis and internal issues. The, to address its declining performance, the company formed from the merger of BB&T and SunTrust Banks, and it is implementing substantial changes, including cost-cutting, shredding unperforming business, and improving its management structure. Despite a bumpy outlook for 2024, an analyst anticipate improvements starting in 2025 
with the company's net interest incoming and margins expected to rise. How is that for a business strategy? Yeah, we're just going to suck for another year. Uh, we really hope that uh, you guys hang on as customers. Until then, enjoy this turd burger. Do they think it's like they're a sports team? They're tanking their season <laughs> so they can get a high pick the next year? I'm you know, just we're curious. We're just that. in a re we're in a rebuilding period. <laughs> yeah, we're rebuilding. You know, it's the organization we're, is, is good, looking long term. We're that still was one looking of the picks. for our franchise quarterback, and uh, that was one of Motley Fool's picks a, few, a while back. Actually, one of my picks too. Was it truest? Yeah, yeah. And I've Do lost money a... ever since. <laughs> Do you have any experience with either of these companies? Absolutely not. Okay. Because I mm -hmm. do not know BB&T. Um, I wasn't aware of them until I was living in Virginia. Uh, and then noticed them when I moved back to Hershey. But I I heard that they were merging with SunTrust. And I assumed BB&T were the better of the companies. Mm -hmm. Because I had a car loan through SunTrust before. And they were one of the worst companies I've ever dealt with. And I say that by having dealt with Comcast for at least over I was a decade. Say that. <laughs> they are SunTrust was horrible. They gave me an auto loan. The only way I could have access to anything was if I had a bank account with them and I did not want to have it because when I signed up for everything they were doing the whole, everything is going to be online. We're not doing any paper billing mm -hmm. or any paper blah, 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 and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And reading through it, it's like, I'm I'm just not signing up for this. Forget it. So I had no access to any of my records the entire time I had the, the car loan. Oh, my God. Could not get the records in any way. They would not mail me any information. And then when I moved from Virginia to Pennsylvania... The only way for me to clear everything up so I could get a title transfer after calling them and being on hold for hours talking to people who clearly did not want to be working. <laughs> like, it was the, oh, you're calling me? What are you calling me for? Like, screw you. I don't want to talk to you. Uh, I need your social security number and a bunch of other crap you don't want to give me. The only way that I could deal with them to get my, uh, to get my, title transfer after waiting over a month for them to get it mm. was to drive all the way to Virginia and yell at some lady. Are you serious? In the bank saying, I've been waiting 30 days. I'm driving my car illegally because I can't get it transferred. Give me all the information. She's doing the, I hope I've really helped you today. Uh, I hope that you could refer a friend uh, to to our business. <laughs> <laughs> and it was I wouldn't I wouldn't wish you guys my worst enemy. There's no way I'm referring anyone to you. And that was oh that was God. before Truist. And, I, and looking at this information here about their merger, it looks like they didn't get any better. No. <laughs> so I I completely disagree with Barons. I would never give that company any of my money again. Okay. All right. So Truist is actually the new name for that company then. Truist, the uh, uh, BBT and SunTrust merged All right. and they named it Truist. I was done with my rant cuz I was I was angry enough. Isn't that the dumbest freaking name ever? Truist. You're yeah. naming it Truist. Like like 
Either one of those either one of those names before is better. BB&T is better. SunTrust is better. If you can erase some woman in Baltimore not wanting to pick up the phone and have to deal right. with me as a customer, which is I, I understand why she didn't want to talk to me. But you have all the customer service issues with with SunTrust before. You have BB and BB and T merging for whatever reason. Obviously, they they're terrible at business if they're merging with mm-hmm. SunTrust. And together, that that gigantic brain trust comes up with the idea of truest financial for a company. Best, bestest. We're our bestest financial. I can't even <laughs> spell it. It looks like you knocked letters off a of Sunkist. You know, like. It is the dumbest name ever. It it is taking yeah. every fiber in my being not to swear right now. How stupid is if that I, marketing team? I wouldn't have said a word if I knew it was going to draw you right back into it. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. No, no, no. You you need this. You need to let it out. You know, it's not not healthy keeping it inside. That's Let's talk picks, shall we? Let's talk our own picks for a change. <laughs> Let's climb down off the ledge. All right. Let's get right back on the ledge because I'm talking about my picks. So um, okay. we mentioned earlier, my first pick, I'm going to go with an oil company, Canadian Natural Resources Limited, CNQ. Uh, article that was published just yesterday praised the stock and is looking towards an 18% yield potential. Given that oil has been surging lately and OPEC predicts steady demand growth all the way to 2045, stock has some potential. I've already delved into Canadian energy companies such as TC Energy Corporation with lackluster results, but I'm willing to give this one a try. I'm going to move on to my second pick. I'm just going to go with one I picked a few weeks ago, MasterCard. Despite the recent prolonged market slide, MasterCard has held their own over the last few weeks. All told, I'm pretty much breaking even with it, but over the last five years, it has yielded an almost 80% growth. So according to Robinhood, now not quite motley cruel, but Robinhood, 37 other analysts who are much smarter than myself, they recommended either buying it, 92% said to buy it, or 8% said to hold on to it. But nobody is recommending dumping it. So I'm going to go with MasterCard, and I am going with my first pick, which is Canadian Natural Resources Limited. I was just thinking, have, have we hit peak oil yet? No. Mm. For anyone who doesn't did. know, peak oil peak oil is the uh, the idea that we're going to hit oil like the the maximum amount of oil that we can ever ever extract, and then it will be on the de- decline for extraction from there on out. Um, I swore that it was like Exxon Mobil or some company that said that we've probably already hit peak mogul mo uh, peak I, oil. Um, Go ahead. I wouldn't be surprised, but I know that the U.S. Um, has actually recently declined in production because of the shale. Um, what do you call it? Uh, supply is starting. The Marcellus shale with the can, natural gas and then oil from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, and they can extract oil from the actual shale too, can't they? Yeah, after you uh, you take all the gas off of the um, the right. mine, yeah. Um, in a lot of companies, which is horrific, but uh, if they just want to get rid of the gas, they just burn it off and then go right for the oil. <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. Doing a quick search, New York Times 18 hours ago said peak oil is near, an energy agency says, but climate change is far from solved. Um, they, they probably just like 
refresh this article like every every 12 hours <laughs> um yeah i don't know um uh yeah i mean uh it, it might be a good investment i i i've made okay money on some uh petroleum companies um mm-hmm. mastercard i'm still not seeing and and i know mm-hmm. it's not the first time you pitched it but uh mm-hmm. You did uh, you did much better research than I did for my big nothing burger today. So uh, <laughs> I I am so frazzled by everything going on that I have no idea. Uh, I, I I don't have a good gamble. Like I, I'm buying mm-hmm. Telus, like I mentioned, because I think it's a good investment. I don't know based off of. Uh, making money quickly what to what to look for today well it's not always about making money quickly at least um that's how the motley cruel guys sell it buying a stock that dropped 89.99 percent you know oh you're looking at the long game it'll come back around yeah but they don't call what they're doing gambling they call it they're doing <laughs> investing and they're doing research <laughs> so they say Right. right. We do research in theory too. I mean, just clicking on a link is a research with you if you do we it the are, right way. We are not trying to get you to gamble your money away. We're trying to help you no. invest better. Exactly. And we're also teaching you a lesson too, not to listen to people that you know you don't know that well. So. <laughs> oh, I was I was joking about uh, coming from the Motley Fool perspective. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think what we're all doing is just gambling, obviously, but, uh, yeah, yeah. If you were, if you were a smart investor, you'd go after, you know, like targeted growth funds or something like that. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're, we're just throwing money away and, and loving it. All right. Uh, that about does it for me. Uh, anything yeah. you want to close on before we, uh, we plug our stuff? Not necessarily. No, I'm good. I'm happy. It's it's tomorrow's Wednesday. We're almost halfway through the week. Almost. I'm happy. Almost. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. If you want to contact us, you can email us at stockgamblersshow at gmail.com, and you can head over to our website at stockgamblers.net. In the meantime, if you want to tell a friend about the show, that would be great. And thank you for listening. We'll catch you again next week. Thank you again. Have a great rest of your week. Keep gambling. Keep on gambling. Yeah. Wait, wait. Do it again. One more time. One, two, three. Keep gambling. <laughs> Keep gambling. Keep gambling. <laughs> we suck at doing things in unison. Keep gambling. We'll fix it in the mix. <laughs> All right. <laughs>